Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new Hold Up podcast, where we talk about everything: football shirts, cards, and anything else football-related. Uh, today we are joined by two guests who are absolutely killing it in the shirts game right now. We've got Sam from Football Shirts 101 and we've also got Tom from Circa 88. How are we guys? I am fine, thank you. Good. Really good, thank you. How, how are you, Ruben? You good? Yeah, absolutely amazing, mate. Thank you for asking. Um, I did want to ask though, Tom, are you, are you currently sat on the beach right now or is this, what's, what's going on there? I, I, I don't know if I'm in a Ripley or Rimini in Northern Italy. <laughs> That's um, great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. To be fair, I, I think it does wonders for my uh, for my baldness. Um, Do you need a towel? Again. <laughs> ah, there we go. Oh, an, an early blog. Football shirts one one. Love um, that. Uh, I want to start the pod off today by saying a massive thank you to Hit the Diag, uh, who has helped me to make this podcast happen and my entire brand come to life. Um, so please, please, if you're listening to this, please go follow his socials. It's at Hit the Diag on Instagram. Um, so to start the pod off right, um, I thought we'd do four like shirt related icebreaker questions. Um, so both of you answer, both of you just just do as you please. Um, so the first question is, which shirt in your personal collection is your absolute favourite and why? This could be sentimental value or it could just be what, what it means to you. Oh, <laughs> um, do you know what? I would say my favourite shirt is this season's Dumbarton uh, 155th anniversary shirt. So... Every year, me and my father-in-law, we have a bit of a, a random shirt battle. And, um, you know, the limit's 40 quid every year. Uh, I get him a shirt, he gets me one. And this year he got me the Dumbarton um, 150th anniversary shirt. Um, I wish I had it on me, actually. Uh, but it's kind of got, like, the, the badge here is really plain, aesthetically really pleasing. It's got a horizontal yellow and black band going across. But then on the reverse, it's got the stadium um, and the, the rock of Dumbarton um, screen printed onto it as well. And it's, it's a really cool design. So for me, that's that's my favourite, partly because of, like I say, the, the sentimental value behind it. Um, but it's, it's such such a random shirt as well. It's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you ask me in six months' time, Ruben, uh, my, my favourite probably would change, like maybe even in six hours. But right now, that's, that's probably my favourite one. Yeah, great. That's great. Uh, it will be flashed up on screen for the uh, for the visual listeners. Awesome. Sam, Sam, what you got for us? 
Ah, uh, the black, the blackout Ipswich. This is my favourite Ipswich shirt. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. It is the first blackout shirt Ipswich have released, as far as I know, ever. Um, Umbro did go through a bit of a spell of releasing blackout shirts. Um, I can't help but be a bit biased and think that ours was the nicest one. It has like a, a camo sort of design to the sleeve. I don't know if you can really see that. You probably can't. Not really on camera. Uh, nah, it's fine. It's my laptop camera is not great. Um, and I just like it. I bought it when it came out originally. It sold out for three months. They re-released it. It sold out again. Um, I've never worn it. It just sort of sits on my wall. Um, yeah. I, I just like it. So that is my favourite. Um, I think it will turn into a classic. Mainly for the fact that we have... Um, Ipswich is sponsored by Ed Sheeran and all of his albums. So this was sponsored by his tour, which makes it just appeals to a, a wider audience than just people who are from Ipswich, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, just so you know, anybody north of the border from Dis despises anything Ipswich, but even even like you know, coming from the area, I can appreciate that's a nice Ipswich town shirt. Um if I was still living in Norwich, I'd probably get lynched. Um, but it's yeah, that's nice sound to be fair. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the black all the blackout stuff that um a lot of teams have done. Like I'm a massive fan of the uh, the England blackout one that they did. I think that's an unreal shirt. Um, but yeah, moving on to the second question. Uh, this is a bit more of like a a question that's like personal to you. Um, do you collect anything else or do you both solely sell football shirts and football related items? Because I know you both like Tom, you sold pogs recently and uh, Sam, you've been selling flags and scarves. Sam, you go first, mate. Um, I do collect cards and stickers, um, mainly because I like being invested in something in real world football. You can't really be invested in a shirt because a shirt's not suddenly going to become really valuable um it's sort of the gambling aspect in the card collecting that you can decide at the beginning of the season i like let's say adam lalana um and then suddenly he could have a great season he gets a big move and that his price is going to inflate because people want to collect his early edition cards i mean adam lalana is a terrible example <laughs> First card I could see on my wall. Um, let's say Haaland, because Haaland was a massive move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just as an example of someone that if you invested in really early on, suddenly you can make a lot of money. Um, Haaland's first ever sticker, which was this. That recently sold in a PSA 10, which is like a perfect grade for £1,200. Um, the sticker packs for the Austrian Premier League or whatever it's called. It was um they were about 70p each for a pack. So when you look at it from that point of view, if you think of how many packs of stickers are open and people just stick them in a book, not think about it. If you knew anything about what chance Haaland had, how good he was, uh, you could have made yourself a hell of a lot of money. So I think that's a fun, enjoyable way of enjoying football yeah uh tom i'll ask you the same question where do you uh do you collect anything else or do you sell just football shirts and football related items do you know what right i went through a stage picking up 1980s 
Do you know what? I'm turning, I'm turning off this. You might now. need to get rid of a. It is different out of Barbados for the moment. Whoa. <laughs> God, that looks so boring now. <laughs> I went through a stage of picking up like shoot annuals from the 80s and the 90s. By the way, Chris Waddle, he's the best player that I've ever played football against. He's unbelievable. Oh, really? So, yeah, just these. Can I just um, say, most of those, most of those, well, probably all of them are, are older than I am, which is mental. They're older than I am, too. <laughs> yeah, so these, these here, um, I remember when I was younger, um, obviously before social media, before computer games, before being able to put yourself back into um, Barbados, um, you know, the, the only real entertainment that I had as a kid were was a football and, and books. And it sounds, you know, really boring and it probably was looking back. But, um, you know, I had all, all of those annuals from the 1960s when they first started coming out. And I remember, you know, we didn't have really, we didn't have much money growing up at all. And my mum would get just get everything from the charity shop, especially obviously being, being a growing kid. Um, so I'd have like loads of those annuals, which were, what, 20p? Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember getting one from like 20, 2012 and it being like the 20th uh, anniversary of the Premier League. I think that's the one I remember most. Right, it's crazy. So between, you know, so with these, there's, there's I would pick them up this year, um, but the actual um, meaning behind them is a little bit sentimental to me. It's kind of like, you know, throwback to when I was a kid and, you know, my, my first ever favourite player, believe it or not, this is like... In '94, was was Kenny Dalglish of Liverpool, who just retired from Liverpool, and he was managing yeah. that But he was my favourite player because I'd seen him in the annuals and VHS videos and stuff. So yeah, yeah. So, Sam's just nipped somewhere for the moment, but Tom, I've got a uh, a bit of a a shoot related question for you. Are, are they still running? Like, is that still still a thing? Who knows? I, I've got no idea. <laughs> I just remember like getting them and like my mum would be like, well, you can't actually write on them because of like, um, you know, they want to be saved and stuff like that. I, um, I know Match Magazine is. I'm not too sure about Shoot, to be honest. Yeah. So I never actually was able to to write on the books. I might have one. I might still have them somewhere. Funny you mentioned Kenny Douglas. Yeah. So he, he was my favourite player growing up. My so, brother sent me, he bought it from a car boot for 10p. 10p? He said he could throw it in someone's package. <laughs> I hope not, that hurt. It's going to be yours now, Tom. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yours are PWGs. Um, that takes me on to the third question, which is a bit, bit more business related. Um, where do you want football shirts and your personal businesses to take you and what's the ultimate goal? Go on, Tom, you kick us off. The businessman. No, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I perceive that I am, but I'm not really. Um, I think you know. For, for me, for this year, my main, my main goal was to make as much, or, or sorry, to to match my wage in my last job. Um, but then moving forward, I suppose you know, Sam, you might agree with this for your business as well. I, I would like to be the biggest independent. Um, you know, football shirt website in the country. I, I want to get to the point where I'm not independent, as crazy as that sounds, but actually retain that sense of independence. You know, I, I, I want to be, um, you know, I, I want to branch into different 
different lines i'd like to do football shirts i'd like to do lifestyle uh like football related lifestyle stuff um yeah it's, it's such a an, i wouldn't say it's an ambiguous question um but i just want more to be honest i'm really greedy like sam will tell you when we're running for retro football fair together i'm probably the greedy one out of everyone um and i know we're going to talk about that later but yeah the, the, the business i just want to keep going until it can't grow any further to be honest with you but i don't think that's ever not going to be the case well it's, it's always the other corner and sam i'm sure you'll agree um but it's like to to become bigger than you currently are is always a growing goal um sam asked you the same question where do you want football shirts and your personal business to take you and what's the ultimate goal uh, so unlike Tom, I don't have a website anymore. So I exclusively would just stream. Um, at the moment, I'm streaming twice a week. When my daughter, younger daughter, goes to nursery for another day after the summer holidays, um, I'm going to start streaming three to four days a week. Basically, I want to just keep um, improving on that platform. Uh, where at the moment... We're hitting X amount of numbers for views and follows. Um, I want to double it realistically. Um, it's it's basically more people that come over to the app is the more chance. And it's it's not all bad that more sellers are coming over because more sellers bring more eyes. Um, but I would I want to retain the position I currently have in selling on whatnot at prime times um, and getting good viewers basically i just want to elevate where that currently is um i don't necessarily want to change anything i'd like to get a bit more organized in the way that it works rather than so i know in advance rather than deciding the day before i'll stream tomorrow because no one else is on um but sort of i, I think i need to be a bit greedier in the fact that i need to say right i'm streaming on these days if someone doesn't like it unfortunately deal with it yeah um, so I just need to be more prepared in that. So you both you both stream on whatnot. Um, you both mentioned mentioned streaming and whatnot and, and whatever. Uh, we will get onto that a little bit later on. Um, but my next question for you um, is a bit of a would you rather. Um, so would you rather be known by no one, not including your family? but own every football shirt you could ever want or be known by everyone and never touch a football shirt again? And if so, why? Which one? Uh, Sam, you kick us off with this one. Um, I think that's a tricky one. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that bothered about being known by everyone. It wouldn't really appeal to me, but I don't want to be known by no one. Well, there'd, I think, there'd be no point of me being known by no one and owning everything because yeah. you've got no one to sort of show it to. Yeah, it's like having all the money in the world but being stuck in a room on your own all day. It's yeah, it's pointless. So I go with the other option. So you're gonna go with um, be known by everyone but never touch a football shirt again. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Give it I would. Uh, I'm the same as Sam. Uh, I'd want to be known by everyone um because obviously with profile comes influence um yeah. and that influence obviously can be used for you know you, you uh, making connections and utilizing those connections to set up other business interests 
Um, so, yeah, if, if I, you know, I, I love football shirts, but if you said to me, Tom, you have the opportunity to start like an, an independent coffee brand or something like that, or I'd be like, yes, let's do it um, and use that network. So, um, yes, it's, it, like Sam says, it swings around the bars, but ultimately, the more people you know, the more connections you have. That's exactly that, isn't it? And like, although you both football shirt sellers now, it's like, what you know, you can always go into other businesses that you both enjoy, like outside of football shirts. If you if you know everyone, there's endless opportunities yeah. for you. Um, so this will move us on to the, like the main section of the podcast, um, where we're going to talk about what Tom mentioned earlier, the retro football fair. Uh, Tom, just give us like a, a brief explanation about what retro football fair is and like what it's all about. I love talking about retro football fans. I, I know, know that's why I, I think know, too. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know Sam does as well. Like he's been killing it on other podcasts. But yeah, when, when people ask me about retro football fans, I go all coy, um, like it's a third child. And I think again, Sam, you can testify this. Um, so for me, I'd say retro football fair is um, a celebration of everything independent in terms of you know the, the football uh, the, the football sphere. Um, you know, we we try to um, we we try to have as much diversity uh, as possible um, and appeal to as many people within the football shirt field, or not even just football shirts. You know, you got programs, you got artists. Like you know, Birmingham we had three stars, football boots as well, which we've had a previous event. So it's really a celebration of that, um, and it's also you know the primary function is to make um, to bring you know the the community aspect combine that with the buying experience that you get online actually being able to see all the shirts in in one room um you know the whole point it was set up and i don't want to jump the gun here um was because you you can have vintage fairs um vintage fairs are really common key so that sales are there's nothing just dedicated to football shirts which is where we come in and um yeah our our, our function is to celebrate everything independent provide a good sales platform for people that normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do so and um just have a heck of a lot of fun whilst doing it as well well it's interesting you mentioned like having like the buying experience of online and kind of like bringing it in person is like i think i think everyone would know that the high street is dying like generally um you know just on my high street alone there's like three four shops in the past year that have either changed into bigger businesses um or or they're just not there anymore and they're empty spots um so it's great to bring something like that to like different cities to try and you know especially something like in birmingham where it was in such a cultured area um which for me you know you walk around and um you know alive and kicking shirts you made a great video uh, which really showcased like the area, uh, which I thought really showed off retro football fair like really nicely. Um, yeah. It kind of, kind of like a. I, I, this is something I'm not even sure about myself, but like how how did retro fair like retro football fair come about? Like what, where, who went right? So for for everyone listening who doesn't know, there are three people who run fo- retro football fair. There's Sam, there's Tom, and there's also Ant. Uh, Ant Ant's not with us today. Um, I make this sound like he, he died. Hasn't died. <laughs> he hasn't died. Just so you know. <laughs> he's not dead. He's uh, 
He's working very hard in his day yeah. job. Yeah. Um, but like, how did all three of you come about, and like, how did you like, really make retro fair, retro football fair come alive? Um. Yeah, it was years ago, wasn't it, Sam? To be fair, yeah. I think it was so, pre pre COVID. Pre COVID. So to give you a bit of context, me and Sam, you know, I first came across Sam on Depop because he was massive, killing things on there. Um, you know, I, I, I'm inflating his ego so much on this on this podcast, but <laughs> um, I'm going to take the credit for the driving force for it, the initial idea, and I'll tell you why. So when Did I first thought of it, that's why. <laughs> there, there is so. The whole conversation, like it all came about because uh, when I first started selling shirts, um, I would just go to my local vintage store. They'd offer me a discount. And the woman used to run vintage events. And she goes, oh, why don't you do something like this with football shirts? And I was quite hesitant at the time. Um, and I thought, okay, well, I get on well with Sam. So recruited Sam on board. We then recruited um, a, a guy, lovely guy called Sean, who had uh, an account called One to Eleven Shirts. Um, he thought it was a great idea. So he came on board as well. And then we had Tom and Chris from 12 Man Shirts who wanted to get involved as well. Um, so we were all, at the time, we were really big sellers uh, on on uh, Depop, doing really well. And then we also recruited Ant, who was doing well on a different platform on Facebook. So we all five of us came together, explained what we, you know, as I explained, obviously, the vision, what we wanted to achieve and all that kind of stuff. Everyone thought it was a good, good idea. We had our first event in Manchester. It went really well. Um, and then COVID hit. And then after COVID, a couple of the other guys couldn't commit to the organising side of things. So then it became, um, you know, me, Sam and Ant, who, who were running it. Um, and it's just become, uh, you know, from that initial idea of just having a vintage fair dedicated to football shirts, uh, you know, it's kind of become its own beast. Uh, everyone's contributed their own ideas to make that initial idea better. And um, you know we're always adding different bits, and you know Sam's brought a lot, uh, a lot of his ideas to the table. Um, Ant's done uh, some great bits behind the scenes as well, like the website buyers portal. So, yeah, we're all pulling the same direction and kind of taking that idea of of a vintage fair, but uh, taking it further. So, so I don't know if you there's anything you you want to add to that, Sam, because I know I've been uh, talking a little bit there. Um, I'm not overly sure on what else I can add to that. We, we were, I mean, we were really thriving after the first one and was planning, right, where's the next one? What, what new city can we do? Where can we be? And then we were just locked down for two years and everything was cancelled. And then we had the chance to come out of lockdown, do another one. Um, but it would have been completely different. There was limited amount of numbers to come in. It would be a one-way system. There would be... Uh, everyone need hand sanitizers. They'd advise to not touch things you didn't want to buy. Um, and I thought it sort of took away from what we originally had planned. Um, there was, it would be a bit too formal. Uh, you couldn't flick through rails and think, oh, do you know, I quite like that. Or maybe I'll, you know, people will ask, can I try this on? I want to know if it fits. There wouldn't have been any of that the first couple of months after COVID. Um, I'm sure you remember going shopping and there was, you know, lines on the floor and you could own two meters and all this. So it pretty much took away from what we wanted it to be. So we decided to hold off for a bit longer before coming back. Um, and I think that actually benefited for us because there was more of a build-up and people were excited about the return as yeah. it was. Am I, am I right in saying you guys made a WhatsApp group was to like, um, was to like 
bring out other sellers that weren't genuine on Depop at the time. Yeah, it was called the Depop Fake Police. <laughs> um, that was how, like, I think there was there's about eight of us in there. And every yeah. time a new seller came up on Depop and they were selling fakes, um, we someone would put the link in the chat and say, can everyone report this person? <laughs> Thinking that if eight people reported someone at once, they'd get banned. And it just didn't happen. They just stayed there. Um, yeah, we, we were modern day. That chat's uh, like five years old now. Vigilante. <laughs> uh, is, it, is, it, is it still Vigilante. a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's now called Sam Lender Satana, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it's called. That's great. It's great um, that you guys still have the group chat, actually. Uh, it was created on the 13th of May, 2019. Wow. Four years ago. Over four years uh, ago. They, and, and the people within that chat as well, right? Um, and Sam can... Um, come back me up in this there's there's a few of us that we've never met but yeah. it's just it's just a chat where um you know we're all independent sellers we all appreciate that there's a large space out there for everyone there's enough room for everyone and yes whilst we're competing as businesses um like you know ultimately me and sam at some point and whatnot we're going to be competing against each other but equally at the same time we all want each other to do well and it, yeah. it's it's a really it's, it's quite a unique vibe, to be honest with you, in there. It's, um, you know, obviously we're not going to share contacts. We're not going to share who, you know, where people are buying from. But say, if, for example, I don't know, um, I had someone flag up from a certain com country that's um, that wants to supply, I can put it in the chat, say, guys, can you verify this guy? What's he like? Is it a scam? And all this. And that, that's how it's handy. But it, just some more awful footy banter and, um yeah sam talking about ipswich town and all that kind of stuff it's uh it, it's really good it's really yeah, good there aren't many worse things to talk about than ipswich town is there? So, um <laughs> that leads me nicely onto on onto the birmingham event that we we had on saturday uh we are recording this on the 7th of the 7th so it was the last saturday when this comes out it'll probably be the saturday before that um but Tell me about how did it go for you guys? How was the organization? How 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 was the event as a whole for you? Um, Sam, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? Uh, I don't mind. You can go first on this one. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, I thought overall it was a bigger venue. Um, it's the atmosphere is really good, like really good. I thought the venue worked well. Uh, it, it, it really encapsulated what we tried to achieve in terms of, you know, showcasing vintage, um, vintage shirts, vintage set traders, that whole independence without being stuffy. Um, we had worked, tried to work with that venue for two years. Uh, last year, we meant to have an event there and they double booked us for a beer festival, which I don't blame them for, to be honest with you, but yeah, I'm a long sign. But yeah, as, as with every retro footy fair, it's always really busy to begin with. And um, normally about for the final hour, it does peter out a little bit whilst everyone's kind of exhausted themselves and uh, gone through the rails and everything. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, as with every other, as with uh, every retro football fair, you know, we, we're always learning from each event. This was only our sixth event. And I think sometimes we forget as a team that we've only done six. Um, it was a new city. It was a new venue. Uh, there was things we could have done better as a unit. There's things that we predicted on the day that didn't pan out. Um, so we know when we go to that venue again, we can put um, certain processes in place to um, navigate against that. Uh, but overall, I'd say it's a really good success. 
Uh, it was good meeting loads of people um, that you see online coming out and supporting the event. It was really cool having Phil and Aaron, uh, so that's PWG Freestyle across as well. Um, it's a shame that we didn't have much, uh, you know, it's a shame that the venue didn't have any more room to really uh, put on a show for them uh, or have them put on a show for the event. Uh, but, you know, they still brought value to the event. And it was, you know, in, in the cold light of day, uh, it, I would say it, it, was a, it was a success. When you're in the middle of it, you're thinking, oh, my God, what's going on here? We've got this, uh, you've got so much going on. But, yeah, I, I, I think it was good. But, Sam, your version. I think Sam's going to tell you there's more than six. I saw I his face. Say, <laughs> was it the fifth event? I can't. I, no, I think it's... I think we're we, done two we, Manchester, two Sheffield. With... Was it either the fifth or the sixth? When you said sixth, I was like, oh, I've missed one. <laughs> I just kind of kept looking at him and just going, just going. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was a great event. It was a different venue, so I think I think it was quite hard to get to. It was a bit um if you don't know Birmingham well, I think it would have been a bit of a chore to get to. Those roads are a pain. But that yeah. can't be helped. So other than that, I think it was it was really, really busy for the first couple of hours, but it did die down um, after lunch. So um, I think it would be ideal if we could find a way to keep the footfall going throughout the day. So it's not all and then it's sort of like a slow roller coaster going down. But I don't really know how you can make that happen without staggered times i was gonna say the only thing you could really do is like offer like a morning and evening tickets kind of yeah thing. then it gets a bit difficult because everyone's going to want the morning because that's when the most shirts gonna be available. you know if there's ten thousand shirts do you want to choose between ten thousand or wait until the one o'clock slot and then you get to choose between six thousand like yeah. you know yeah. it's going to be a massive difference um especially if you're looking for one grail item you know you're going to it's not going to be as easy as, oh, I don't mind coming in what time I come in. It's you want to come in, find if you've got it, and then leave. So I think that's – I don't well, think that can be helped in any way. People, It shows that people really wanted to come in early and, yeah. you know, look for what they wanted, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I was going to say, you can see it as, like, them being very eager. Um, yeah. People are eager to get inside. It, it, it's really a good look for the, for the fair itself. And, like, you know, um, I did work with you guys on the day, and it, it was – for me, it was my first event, and I, and I loved it. There's nothing I loved more than than walking around in in a place where like everything I love is like in that area. Um, but kind of bringing that back, you know, if anyone wants a Monaco Thierry Henry that's been touched by every single person at Retro Football Fair, message Sam. Um, <laughs> I, don't, old, you know, I was going to say you don't have day. it anymore. It's all the next day. Yeah, it's funny because he put it he put it on like the front of the rail and um yeah. Every and, and... person picked it up, spun <laughs> it down, tried it for size, put it down, <laughs> took a picture with it, came back. Uh what what was also funny is like Tom, your your Mexican shirts. Wow. Wow. I've never seen a man with so much so much Mexico. Yeah. Um there, there, there's a few, aren't there? Just a few, just a few. <laughs> I'm and then, a, a shipment from India and Argentina over the next couple of weeks, so there'll be more vibrancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. So, uh, if you guys didn't see, uh, Sam did go live at the event. So did you, Tom? I believe, but the internet wasn't very good. Yeah, for for four and a half minutes. Yeah, it, the, <laughs> the internet was really poor. I was on five G at the time, 
You're and a you know when you upload an item onto whatnot, it takes like seven seconds to sort of like uploading images, then it's done. It took like a minute and a half between them all, and it was well, stuck you... on my screen saying uploading images. So I couldn't see the actual camera, and I didn't know what was going on. So I was just holding it up to Big Pete, like just, you know, dance around or something. So we, we, we were left a bit stuck by that, but we can yeah. work out next time. I really struggled with the, with Wi-Fi in the event because yeah. um, it, it was just kind of like packed in, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But it is what it is. It was beautiful. And if I'm honest, I'm very excited for the next one, which leads me on to this. Um, when is the next event? Where is it? When will more details come out? Is it October the 7th? 14th. 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 Yeah. Oh, I have a, a very close friend whose birthday is the 7th. That's the issue. Uh, yeah, October 14th, Sheffield at Custard Factory again. No, no, so it's uh, October it's 14th, Sheffield. You got the city right, Custard Traval Factory, Trafalgar, it's a bit of a smaller venue than the Custard Factory. Um, but it would be like this is about third time here, so yeah, I'll hand it back over to Sam. So uh, tell yeah. me, tell me details on like as a seller where I can, you know, look for more details. So we'll be releasing more details in due course. Um, we're very lucky that we've already had the um, sellers. Um, let me backtrack. So the venue's about half the size of the custom factory, or you know, two thirds of the size. Uh, so we're really lucky that before the Birmingham event, we'd actually had a lot of sellers from Birmingham expressing interest in the Sheffield event so without plugging the socials too much if people want a spot you're going to have to uh, keep an eye on the socials uh, for us to you know provide you information regarding whether there's a space or not because we've already actually pre-sold all of the spaces apart from a few of the tables which is ridiculous yeah. um, so just yeah. just tell me what the socials are Tom tell me what the so, socials are Insta and Facebook, it's just uh, at Retro Football Fair. And then the Twitter handle is at RFF underscore UK. And we will shortly be on threads as well as the masses migrate away from Twitter across to Meta's um, Twitter 2017 version, which was prime Twitter. There was 57 million users this morning. Wow. I've, I've not made my way there yet, uh, but I will do. I it's better. Uh, I did, uh, you know, we have uh, we have a chat. Well, there's quite a few of us in there um, called the Mod Gang. Uh, that's kind of stems from from Sam's from Sam's stream. Uh, in a similar way to your WhatsApp group, we just we just chat rubbish, really. Um, there was there was a group called the Mod Gang for everyone that was modded in my group in, in my stream. I wasn't even in it, <laughs> so I didn't actually know that this even existed until. A couple of streams after well there's a few people that are a little bit like um like yourself and like um ham was where we weren't sure whether we want you wanted to be in it whether you wanted the notifications and stuff like that um, oh, I, mute, I muted it ages ago <laughs> mine's not muted yet to be i fair. still check i check it all the time but it, i muted <laughs> it ages ago but yeah, it's, it's great fun um but yeah, leading straight on to the retro football fair again. What were the numbers like on this one? Because I saw the saw the tweet where it was like you saw three point five times more than the Sheffield event. 
what what were the what were the like early bird tickets like and what were like the walk-ins like how many people do you reckon there was i would say we're we're just over a thousand that's out of the thousand mark i don't i don't think we hit the forecasted figure of um one one and a half thousand to two thousand um but yeah we'd we'll be looking around just uh, i'd say around between a thousand and one thousand one hundred uh, to, to be honest with you, so l- like you said, there the the early bird entries were there's three and a half times as many as Sheffield, which was which is mental. Uh, in terms of the actual AM and PM ticket, for like free entry slots, they were very similar level to Sheffield. But um, I think Sam, you you can agree with this as well, uh, or I hope you do. <laughs> uh, with with that immediate rush in the morning, it was more all hands on deck. Um, so usually we have you know sort of someone on the door with it with a clicker. Um, for, for the first two hours, we had no one on there uh, because the the issue that we had, and I think one of the things that we've probably learned from is that when someone gets an early bird ticket, we're going to send out the bands to them in the post. Um, whereas on the day, there was like four of us handing out the bands to the get, Yeah, we're walking up the line, checking emails just so that they get the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and that, that had an impact in other areas so uh, that that's why you know it's, it's a complete guesstimate but uh, i would say you know yeah around between 1001 uh, and 1100 well from from someone who was working with you guys close at the event i will say fucking a real event unreal <laughs> event um it was my first one so you know only up from there um yeah brilliant I'm not sure how much you know or how much you people allow you to, to talk about, but what was like the the average like return of investment for, for people who bought spaces at the event? Sam, do you want to answer this one? Yeah, I, I haven't spoken to everyone. I haven't <laughs> spoken to every single person about how much they made. Um, it's a bit of a personal question. Yeah. So I only ask the people I'm close to. And the average store price i think people paid would be 80 pound um and everyone that i spoke to took between 1100 and 3800 pound um when you take into account the time they were there for the day most people got there between seven and eight they left between four and five um so eight to nine hours and they turned over i don't know what their profit margins are but they turned over somewhere in the region of 25 times um their entrance basically so everyone i spoke to in regards to shirt sellers i know there was a couple of program sellers memorabilia sellers that i haven't spoke to because they're not um they're not on many socials everyone seemed over the moon with the amount of money they took so in that regards everyone was very happy to then want to come straight away to the next fair get booked up as quick as they can um, i even had off people offering to pay over what the price was for the stall um to secure a stall for the next event it's crazy which was a bit of a, a strange one but it just shows the reach that it now has and that the social media presence behind it people people want to come and they want to sell there they know it's it's an established brand. It's not a random day where you don't know if anyone's going to turn up. You know, it's not a program fair where you're the only shirt seller. It's not a market store where people have come and they've got 30 quid to spend on fruit and veg, but 
you're trying to sell a 200 pound shirt this is a room full of people that diehard collectors have come to they're looking for their one true grail shirt there's people who have just come for a look around um football shirts have become a lot more prevalent in just modern life people will just walk around in a football shirt there's people who don't even watch football that will wear football shirts now um so yeah. that really has helped our brand so it's really loud i'm going to unplug it i think you, you've touched upon like I, I couldn't have said it better than uh, than you sam to be honest with you like I, I don't know about you but when you look back and you see that first event that we did in, in manchester where we're actually right up until the day before even the morning of the event we're giving away stalls yeah because people don't know what it's about people are thinking what a veteran football fan, how's that going to work it sounds really boring yeah and yet it was it was mental so but like you know i'm, I'm just going to add to that that yeah the stalls are 80 quid but across each fair the lowest uh the lowest amount any shirt a uh, shirt seller has 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 made this across all of the fairs is 600 pounds so so for 80 quid you should make over 600 pounds if you that, have that was the first event as well that was yeah, yeah. so when, when we send out the brochure like you know that's that's obviously your baseline uh that's the the lowest no even even that like 80 quid to six six hundred that's that's mad like with with a, with a table is it's there's a bit more variation uh because like sam says you've got program sellers you got artists um you know i, I personally i'd say if, if you doubled your money on one of the table one would you even very well um and it regularly happens um there's a lot of repeat buyers yeah um i remember speaking i did a lot of networking at the event just really speaking to people kind of doing a lot of uh a lot of things kind of i spoke to pretty much every shirt seller um and there's a lad who who um who messaged me um you know i'm, I'm not even an organizer of the event i just helped out on the day and and people are messaging me saying like when does the next batch of them come out i'm definitely going to be in sheffield and you know the guy came down from edinburgh on the day um his name was first class football shirts what a lad he's a, he's a he's a forest fan as well um as you can see like there where is it like just there is my forest one of my forest shirts um you know we, we talk on a day-to-day basis uh he's fantastic and he already wants another store ready so that really shows it's really detrimental like what you've created yeah um so props to both of you but this is more for 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 tom um do we want to talk about um what do they call you two pint tommy or um uh yes they know. do <laughs> That's uh, me, Tommy Two Pints. Yes. Yeah. So, so we we went for a few drinks the night before. We went to Nando's. Uh, so there was me, you. Can I just I, jump in? By the way, it was a very cheeky Nando's. It was a very cheeky Nando's. Uh, we went with terrible. Huh? <laughs> Your Nando's order was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me, PWG, Aaron, who was with PWG. Um, big shout out to them too. By the way, they flew all the way from sweden i think it was yeah come to the event um became sam's daughter's best mates um, okay. <laughs> um yeah so it was me tom alex pwg and aaron 
um, all in Nando's. We went for a few drinks as well. Um, but yeah, t Tom, Tom, what is your order, man? What is your order? That was awful. So what, what was it? Just like a chicken burger with pineapple? Just it, it is what it is, isn't it? It's a it's a double chicken fillet burger with uh, lemon and herb because medium's too spicy. Uh, halloumi, um, macho peas and fries. Like if you wonder why I'm out there, there's a window. Don't forget the pineapple. Uh, <laughs> the, the pineapple and cheese, but they they want to charge one pound fifty for the pineapple. It's ridiculous. Next time, I'm just gonna like go to the supermarket, get a can, bring a can over there, and have that for thirty p. <laughs> oh, why do you charge that? But yeah, no, that that's that's an elite order from Nando's. I think maybe you should use it as some sort of a gateway for your for the podcast and ask people what their Nando's order is. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And there you can you write. Go. You might need to get a whiteboard and write down whose is the best order because that is diabolical. How cheeky yeah. is your order? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So what I'll do is maybe not for the next next couple of podcasts. I'll have a whiteboard maybe on the wall. Uh, Tom's won't be on there at all. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't do that to myself. Tom's um, the chat. Goodbye. <laughs> um, it, whether this is on YouTube, Spotify, wh whatever platform you're listening to this on right now, um, message me on 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 social media. Drop me your Nando's order. The best one I'll put on there, and I'll get all the guests Nando's order. Uh, Sam, give me yours. So I would get half a chicken, half extra hot, and half peri tamer. So you can have the hottest possible and the kids' barbecue version. It almost <laughs> feels like when you've had you have the extra hot first, and then when you have the peri tamer, it almost feels like a dessert because it's just like barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, chips, corn, halloumi. That's it. That's all you need. I wish I liked halloumi because it's it is nice. I just can't get past the texture of it. Yeah, it's very rubbery. And I'm not sure about the the sauce on either of your orders. If you um, don't, if you've not tried it, you can't comment. Listen, can I just add something to this Nando's chat? By the way, <laughs> the extra hot I don't think you can, hot. Tom. I don't I even know. like spicy food. Extra hot is not hot. This is appalling. <laughs> this is appalling. Ruben, just a quick one, by the way. You know, for your guests. Whoever you judge to have the best Nando's order, Retro Football Fair will buy that person a 50 quid Nando's voucher. There you go. I was just going to say we'll just order their Nando's. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So ne next event, right, what I would do is I'll buy the, the top person who I think has the best Nando's order and I will try it and then I'll rank it from there. If I, if I eat it and it's just, it's just not it, I will not even be trying Tom's. Like it's not even <laughs> not not worth not worth coming out my bank account. What, what are you on about? Like you've got <laughs> Sam's order, which is like <laughs> my order is sensational. It's I don't. You know done. what? I think Sam's order is a bit more creative. No, it's. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shit. <laughs> so it he used to I went to Nando so often in Berry that. Oh, that says it all. They they knew my order when I came in. When I got to the queue, they'd say, "Oh, half extra hot, half peri tamer, chips and corn." I'm not against it. Um, for, year, for years, you've taken the piss out of me being from Norfolk, and you <laughs> you bring that to the table. Literally, half hot and half barbecue. 
You, oh. No, no, half extra hot. You can't handle medium. <laughs> yeah, to, to be fair, guys, I had a hot roast pork sandwich yesterday. Like, I can't even handle that level of like. You can't stuff. handle a roast pork sandwich. No. <laughs> oh, Tom. No. Oh, Tom. No, um, it's awful. My my order, right? My order is is elite. So sometimes I'll get a chicken butterfly, uh, or sometimes I'll get half a chicken. It really depends how how I asked I am to. to... Just gonna say, real men can handle bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But you know, if I'm in like a rush, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sit there for for forty minutes trying to pull apart this chicken. Doesn't take anyone forty minutes to eat a Nando's. I know. I know. We were sat in there for a good hour and a half while she was streaming. Um, <laughs> so you get um sometimes i get extra chips again depends how hungry i am but i'll get half a chicken medium most flavor you know nice heat it's got everything to it you go too hot there's no flavor to it you just eat in spice it's pointless um and then i'll also get peri spice chips and garlic bread and sometimes extra chips that's just too carby listen I'm at the moment. I'm eating like a like a low carb, high fat diet. Um, trying to like, you know, be better for myself, really. Um, and what will be better for yourself? Having some veg. Well, well, I have rather than just going bread, chips, extra chips. Listen, yesterday, <laughs> that is all it is as well. Um, I had like chicken burgers yesterday, which kind of gets you towards the. The car, but I did have veg in it, so you know, gotta give me my juice. <laughs> so we'll move past Nando's and we'll go to the uh, to the to the weather spoons. Um, Tom had two pints and disappeared. Um, you know, they, they do call him Tommy Two Pint uh, for a reason, that's for sure. I had a floor plan to do at midnight, by the way, <laughs> and still tagging and stuff to do, and like post the back ins. It's like right, I must go. So there was me, PWG, Alex, and Aaron that stayed out, and then Ben joined us later. Ben is Weymouth Street Massive on Instagram. Um, yeah, honestly, we had a great night. Got back at half one, uh, two o'clock. Couldn't fall asleep, um, so I slept about three hours for the fair. Um, so it's that excitement. <laughs> that's what it is. And I remember the. Uh, I think it was a voice note from Sam the night before. Just going, Ruben, you're on the hourly tomorrow. Come on, man. Don't be hungover. <laughs> I'm like, I won't be. Don't worry. And to be fair, I, I don't particularly feel it. Um, moving back onto Retro Football Fair, like, I know I know, I kind of asked this, but um, what's like the future for Retro Football Fair? Kind of like moving into, on, Tom. into the... Yeah, Tom, I know this is... <laughs> I know this is... Plans. <laughs> um, I've been looking at arenas. Tell me more. Tell me more. I've been looking at Wembley Arena. Can I just say, sorry, before you carry on, elite drink. Elite drink. Showing. <laughs> elite drink. I'm not drinking it straight out the straight out the thing. Carry on, Tom. Sorry. You're arenas. Just making more work for yourself there. Um, I don't know. To be fair, what's the future? I, I I really want to take us to an arena within three years. That'd be amazing. Um, but I think real, realistically, um, before we even do that, we need to do more events um, per year. We need to at least double the amount of events. We need to go to different parts of the UK. Um, 
where we've never been before. Uh, I, I would like to go to Europe and do a couple there on tour. Like that'd be amazing. Like somewhere like Amsterdam or Paris, that'd be sick. That would be. And um, ultimately, though, I would love to host one in America for the World Cup in a year and a half. That'd be ridiculous. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I think if we're being realistic, uh, just to increase the amount of events uh, and uh, make it more accessible to people that you know have supported us and travelled so far on the day. Yeah, that's that's good. Like, what what kind of um, venues are you looking at for arenas? Well, I've I've, <laughs> I've, I've looked at Wembley, looked at the Hydro in Glasgow, uh, Leeds know. First Direct Arena, Sheffield Motor Point. Uh, I'm just going to show off my shirt one second because you said Glasgow. Uh, I can't I uh, can't hear you two right now, but we got the, uh, the Glasgow oh, Rangers shirt on. I'm not a massive. Uh, Scottish football fan, but Rangers are better than Celtic. Yeah, no, they're, they're nice to be fair. They're nice, but <laughs> no, that's that's for me. That I know. What, what do you think, Sam? Um, another thing that I thought you were going to mention but didn't was sponsorship. Oh, yeah, um, be looking at getting some more sponsors for the event, which will then just uh propel us to the next level, I think. Um so that's that's the next like negotiation stage that we're going through. Obviously, we had a sponsor for the Birmingham event, which was all football shirts, the football shirt app. Big shout out, download the app. Download the app, get buying something. I don't have a promo code. Um, it's not a sponsored ad. So yeah, <laughs> there is there is that. Um by the way, if you do want a sponsored ad, we can put you in touch. Pardon? If you do want to sponsor that, we 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 can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that. Oh, sorry, Sam. I cut you off there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much a case of realistic, um, a realistic way of doing it, and I don't know that we could sell out Wembley. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm just hoping that it keeps progressing. That every show gets busier. Um, for storeholders and for buyers and that will just slowly increase to us getting bigger rooms getting more sponsors moving up um that's what that's my like two-year plan for rff we, we won't hit the arenas for you know at least three years yeah at least then there, there needs to you, you know you can't just do six events and or like five i don't know five or six events and then just be like right we're going to wembley stadium yeah, we're going to pay 30 grand yeah it's, it's not feasible yeah. um so yeah well we'll you know we'll, we'll have chats we've got plans um yeah just as long as we're all aligned and what's going on and the interest is there we'll just keep churning them out and doing what we do Perfect. Right, we'll, we'll we'll move on to the next topic because uh, I know you two both are busy people and it's it's getting on with the day. Um, kind of a question for for both of you, but separately. Um, why did you start collecting shirts? So, I used to play six aside with my brother. Um, this is eleven, maybe twelve years ago. So I was eighteen, nineteen. And I said, I bet you that I could wear a new football shirt every week to play football in. 
uh, just for a joke. There was there was no money on it. It wasn't a a proper bet. It was just sort of a bet to myself, thinking this would be fun. Um, at the time, I was extra small, and they were really hard to find extra small shirts. Um, so that was a bit of a fun thing. I think I did about a year and a half. I had about 120 shirts at this point um, for clubs I didn't support at all. And then I thought, well, I've got all these shirts. I'm going to sell them on and then I can go on holiday. And I realised that I was selling them for more than I was purchasing them for. And I thought, oh, well, maybe there's this has legs to it and there's a potential of making a bit of extra money by buying shirts, selling them on. Um, so at that point, I had a personal depop account which was just i think it was just my name um and that was when i decided right i'm gonna make a football shirt particular account just specifically for that at the time there was only one other football shirt seller on there um his name's stuart he's still in our group chat now um he's at buy sell football shirts.com and so i decided to make it from then and then in the first couple of days i'd sold something like 250 quids worth of shirts which was basically what i paid for the full collection um and then i realized like this this definitely has legs to it you could make money doing this so then i started going in charity shops and car boot sales and kilo sales anywhere i could find before it became like ultra popular and then everyone else started doing it and then the prices just flew up for everything uh, that was, yeah, like over 10 years ago now. Unreal. Unreal. Tom, why did you start collecting shirts? Um, I, I, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know what version you want. Um, if we're going to say like the fluffy version, um, because <laughs> I've always had an obsession with football shirts. When I was growing up, I would, um, you know, I'd, draw pictures of football shirts that's like different colors of felt tip pens you know at the time when i was growing up just outside norwich they had like the infamous um egg and crest kit so like, i was you know indoctrinated in kit design quite early um but if we're being totally honest um the reason why i actually started uh selling shirts on depop um was basically to try and combat uh depression and anxiety to be honest with you um so i had five i had about 10 shirts that i used for five aside so similar to sam um and there was like you know one one day um i was gonna i, I don't know what triggered it and all that but i was just, you know I, I was in a job at the time and yeah just couldn't really wake up well i could wake up but i, I physically couldn't get out of bed um so i caught called in sick um took like a week to try and sort my mental health out and work out what's going on this was like 2018 and i just started having a bit of a declutter of my life really and one of the first things was uh what the football shirts do i need them not really okay let's try and sell some and then i sold like three of my shirts within half an hour of putting them on depop for the first time so the next step was then going on gumtree buying a, a headless mannequin got about gumtree <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I picked up Gumtree um, was massive at one point. It was, yeah. Well, I picked up this um I picked up this mannequin which had no support on it, the 20 quid from Doncaster. Um and so I was driving back with this mannequin strapped in the passenger seat. Lovely life. And it honestly, um 
it all stemmed from there really and then just started buying more shirts and i found that the more that i was focusing that uh, that negative energy on the football shirts i was getting better for it and it was distracting me from stuff which is actually really um getting me down and so far from there things just evolved and uh, it's now you know like sam it's now my full-time full-time job so it's now circuit yeah. 88 and football shirts 101 it is mate it <laughs> is. so it might you know I, I was to be honest with you i was going to change the name a few weeks ago all right uh, but uh the next day and then trademark circuit 88 um like so great yeah, football sounds like well can't really do it now for another year so I but, you were going to change your name yeah I, I couldn't really i couldn't really settle on something because the whole point of you know obviously your yours are football shirts 101 sam is like it's just to the point and it's great yeah with mine being kind of oh what does circa 88 mean it's the whole thing of well i'm born in 1988 my favorite yeah. kit is the 88 holland kit my favorite ever goal is a van basten goal in Euro 88 now I, I used that name because I, I wanted to kind of create a, a clothing line slash brand, and then I've never done it because I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> so that, yeah, and I've never got around to changing the name, so that's that's why I was kind of thinking of that. You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I was born in two thousand and two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there we are. I didn't realise I was ten years older than you, Ruben. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. only five foot two. Uh, <laughs> I'm six three. Catch up, mate. Catch up. Um, <laughs> what is it that like keeps you keeps you wanting to buy shirts? I know, obviously, you both do it as jobs, which is like going to be your main driving point, I guess. But like, what keeps you in the game? Kind of idea. Like, what what keeps you excited? personally for me it's a great way of not being a chef um as strange as that sounds it's i trained to be a chef because i couldn't think of anything else i wanted to do um and then i did that for eight nine ten years and i hate it absolutely hate it, it takes all the fun out of cooking there is nothing enjoyable about it at all some nights you might be like, oh, I finished at half ten. And then someone just goes, uh, the uh, walk-in freezer needs a deep clean. And then before you know it, you work until midnight. You know, it's a Saturday night. You're not allowed to have a life. Um, as we've touched on, I'm 30 now. And if I want to go to bed at half nine, I can. Like, if I want to just watch telly for two hours, I can. It's not like, oh, I can't have a life because it's a weekend. You know, I'll be working 70 to 75 hours a week just cooking steaks. It, it took the fun out of everything involved in cooking. Like, I could cook a Christmas dinner for 20 people with no hassle at all. I love it. I love cooking for friends, family, whatever it is. But when it comes to cooking for a job, it just it ruined it for me. So yeah. any chance I can get to do this to keep me away from the job that i'm trained to do is a massive success for me so that that was the job you did before yeah Whilst also answering this question tom can you can you tell me what job you did before as well yeah sure. sure so um yeah very much to sam i think you know speak me and sam speak like virtually every day which is mad when you think about it every day it's, it's crazy um 
but we both know how lucky we are to do this um you know it's there's it's if I say it's hard work at times, it's, you know, it all boils down to your personal choice where it's your choice to do this. But I would far rather do this than be back in my old job, which was a lot more stressful. And I'm earning maybe a little bit more than I was before. Um, so before this job, I was a an account manager for a recruitment software. Um, well, no, for a digital marketing company. So we... we um, had some um, some recruitment software, also handled things like Google Ads and stuff. And um, you know, I won't go into too much personal stuff, but I let I, I chose to leave there when um, I was moving to a new city. Um, a few different bits got rescinded in terms of you know um, pay rises and the offer for hybrid working. And um, I, I was told by my CEO. Uh, of that company you've got to choose between my company or your two kids so at that point I laughed at him and I said well I've actually just done quite a large deal which makes up a large chunk of my uh, salary which is going to allow me to take the gamble there's my 30 days notice um, I'll work harder than ever for you for the final 30 days and because um, I, I want you to know what you're missing out on <laughs> so i sound like such a bird you know i sound like such a, a petty ex-girlfriend don't i um but yeah so and, and here i am um you know like sam we're, we're, we're doing this is a privilege and i think for me i sometimes get wrapped up in it in terms of like you know the business side of things and i don't you know it, it takes an event like retro football fair or you know, being able to come that today's Friday, right? All I'm doing today is uploading uh, photos to my website. That's my job. Yeah, it's crazy. And then later on, I'm going to be streaming. I've streamed three times this week already, and it's it's crazy. So, yeah, we're, we're both we're both very lucky uh, to do this. I don't think when I when I say lucky, we're 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 lucky that it's a full time job. But I don't think we're lucky in terms of being able to do it as a full time job because, you know, we we've worked bloody hard, um, and you know Sam's doing his thing, doing it really well. Um, I'm doing my thing, and I've done, and I'm doing really well as well. And as as long as you know, I don't even think it's due to an increase in popularity in shirts or anything because it's it's all a cycle. Uh, so yeah. There we are. That's kind of my convoluted answer. And I've just realised, actually, with my AI-generated backdrop, um, it, there's a wind effect with a curtain to uh, to my... <laughs> I never noticed that either. Yeah. That's great. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I know that there was, like, a table set up when you um, went to answer the door or whatever you did. Yeah. But if you move out of the way... There's a table behind you. Yeah. They really have gone. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> they really have gone. That's what really hard. There you go. Like, yeah. he, can, he can eat a meal. <laughs> yeah. This so, brings, there we go. This brings me nicely on to you, your, where you guys sell and how you guys do it um, on, on whatnot. Um, so, like, what, what, what is whatnot? So, whatnot is a live streaming platform in which you sell items originally it was for pokemon cards and trading cards and then a couple of people were approached in regards to selling um football shirts 
and it's as an example it would be something like oh this so i'd list an item and you'd see it you know you could see the items for pre-bids and get everything ready and then when the stream goes live i can say right this is the item we're going to be listing now as you could see long sleeve barry shirt zambrotta on the back stitch sleeve patches it's an excel conditions brilliant on it nothing that i can see as a problem it's not like ebay where you see an item and it's like that you know th there's some people on ebay take one photo some people on ebay take 12 photos some people don't want to wait a week to find out if they've won an item to be outbid in the last three seconds this brings a fun element to it um i i don't speak for everyone but i start everything at a pound because i think it's fun and it gives people that not false hope but it gives people the chance to win it for such a little amount for such a high ticket item it gets a lot of eyes on particular items and your streams alone if someone sees that there is a 200 pound valued shirt that's currently listed at a pound suddenly you're interested you think oh well that is streams at eight o'clock so i'll check into that to make sure i can bid on that then suddenly that's another viewer in the stream if someone sees a 200 pound item and they're like oh well it's 150 quid can't really afford that mm. you know and then they might be in the stream they might not win that item but they might say oh actually i like that shirt as well they're bidding on another item it's it's putting bums in chairs if you know what i mean it's, it's yeah. very much a case of if people are there they're they're viewing so that's good sorry i dropped loads of rubbish on the floor when i pulled that shirt out <laughs> that's all right that's all right yeah, don't talk about the black shirt that way i nearly <laughs> put that one up as well and i was like oh, i've already done that for this show Tom, i guess sam answered my next question a little mm. bit so this is more for you um like what made you sign up and like sell on whatnot um well i'd seen sam had uh been doing really well streaming generally uh he'd used uh, another platform previously um obviously went across to, to whatnot and they'd been doing really well um for me i've only really done via insta and gone down a different route trying to have you know a really um professional jazzy looking website um but at the cost of having you know a good looking website you kind of lose some of that churn factor so i wanted to find another way where i could connect with connect with my customers and have a bit of fun uh, but then also um selfishly trying to generate more to more churn and sell the items because ultimately that, that's why we're in this game if we don't sell stuff we don't pay our bills yeah. and we're back doing what we don't want to do uh so yeah i i came across to whatnot sam referred me uh, i think i was the third or the fourth seller on the platform sam was the first or second with ellis and um it's just gone really from from strength to strength there um there's a really good hardcore audience which is growing which sam alluded to earlier i think it's going to go the same way as depop maybe bigger because the, the fact that you know okay it's a live auction but this is going to sound really corporate but i kind of pitch it as an immersive shopping experience you know you you can see the item in real time um you if can it, chat to the seller and uh you know you can have a bit of banter with the seller and i think uh one of the, one of the things that Sam has done uh better than myself especially since uh, streaming he's he's built himself a really good personal brand 
and um you know i i want to do the same because you look at my i've got a great i've got a great clean logo my social media from a professional standpoint looks great but i think you know for me one of the tricks i've missed is seeing the bloke behind the logo yeah and what not gives me that and people can say oh actually this but this board idiot has got a bit of a personality it, what what idiot twerks off a wall we're trying to desperately sell something you know the, the other day i was uh, i was selling nfl stuff and like just messing about on a trampoline outside you know it's it's a great way to connect um with um with 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 customers and also it, it offers that level of transparency which is quite often lost on on ebay and selling sites uh, or other selling platforms out there yeah and i think i think that was an important thing to say really like how much of a community it builds and how how easy it is to do so like the reason i'm, I'm gonna be very honest the reason i came to whatnot is because i saw one of ellis's youtube videos um saw it i thought hey that sounds good i went on it and then in the first stream i bought a football shirt that was from the year i was born which is like something i always wanted um from there i kind of kept looking and saw sam streaming and that's what brought on like what is now like a really nice community between a group of sellers and a, and a group of people that are buyers and a group of people that that really work well together like in the same way like your your group chat you haven't really met everyone the first time most of us met in real life was from retro football fair yeah and it, and it of all the people that were there i hadn't met any of them before the people that were came from the group chat there was what about 12 12 yeah. people i didn't know any of them previously yeah and like, like tom i'm pretty sure the only person you met was alex right yeah so i, I met uh alex before uh at a pop-up that i don't ensure um just just dropping names like oh, place <laughs> done. so i'll just pick that one up <laughs> yeah um tom so i saw on your socials the other day um a plan for a 24-hour <laughs> stream yes how why when wow right so it's looking like okay. it's going to be um the saturday of bank or of the order august bank holiday um because let's be honest most people tend to go out on the sunday and bank holiday um i just think at that point it'll be time to mix things up do something a little bit different there's only so many ways you can sell a football shirt there's only so many uh themes you can do um so yeah i just want to set myself a challenge see if i can do it uh try and uh, make the most of the whole whatnot app so obviously we all know whatnot is a global app uh it's not just america it's not just uk it's you know it is a global reach and you know if i can if i can grow my profile on there fantastic if i can sell some football shirts on there which i undoubtedly will fantastic it gets rid of my old stock but at the same time if i can if i can have some fun um you know raise some money for charity at the same time you know one, one of the ideas that i've got is that you, there's a tips button and whatnot so if for every person that sends a tip on there throughout the 24 hours that will get donated to charity um you know it, it'd be really cool to uh, you know try and uh, do some cross uh, some cross streaming with with other sellers on there it'd be cool to get some special guests in um so yeah it's you know i i may crash and burn at 14 hours but uh yeah you know the aim is 24 hours uh to, to, to do it and um we'll, we'll see what happens 
Listen, I, I absolutely can't wait for that one. That's exciting to see. And uh, I think I think we know after the third hour, I'm going to be thinking. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. that's what it is. You, you've just got to pace yourself, really, haven't you? I think it depends what time it starts. Yeah, uh, eight in the morning. So I think what I'm going to do is eight in the morning till eight. Uh, yeah, eight to late. I think that I think that for me is the best. If you do, if you started too late, you might start the day tired. Yeah, um, and it's a little bit a little bit pointless. I'm sure I'll be there and keep an eye on on Tom's socials for that one. Can I start the day off with a roast dinner? Yeah, yeah. Start yeah. on us. Start on. Start with a roast dinner. Oh, strong. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. I'm not sure you want a roast dinner at 8 a.m., but that's no, definitely. Well, I was, I was, obviously I'm going to talk to Sam off the stream, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure if you, if you want to come and make an appearance at the warehouse, you're more than welcome. There we are. There we are. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not Ruben. Huh? Maybe not you, Ruben. Oh, I'd look. Oh, I, I live closest. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, we're going to leave it there for today. Uh, honestly, massive thank you for coming on. Uh, hopefully, be able to have you on again soon, uh, talking about some new things. Maybe, maybe when Retro Football Fair hits Wembley Arena, uh, you'll be back on here again. Uh, it's honestly been an unreal great first part. Um, but one thing I want to ask you to, to do is to suggest the next person on the pod. Uh, don't be too ambitious. You know, it's the first part. Um, maybe someone we know personally um, from from group chats or whatever, another seller. Um, yeah. Start us off, Tom. I would say either three. So I got a really nice influencer that was at um, Retro Football Fair, Ramel Henry. Lovely bloke. Uh, first time I met him Saturday. He'd be great to get on. Um, we all know that Ellis, Ellis away day is is a boy. He, he's a good guy, um, busy guy, but a fantastic guy. He's, he's yeah. killing it, and rightfully so. He's just gone on the uh, shirts and time podcast, Danny. I haven't listened to it yet, but um... amazing, amazing. So, so, let's, <laughs> so get him on. And the third, the third guest, I would say, Doug or Doug or Matt from Classic Footy Shirts. I know they've done a few already, but it'd be you know try speaking to the, the big fish. Yeah, <laughs> the whales of, of, of the of the industry. Yeah, now Sam, you're going to have to connect with Alex because I know you're great friends with him. <laughs> but give me some suggestions for Look the next one. face, by the way. Look at him; he's well excited. <laughs> I, I would say get on Wally from the third kit. Yeah, okay. um, he has a unit in London, and he sells. At the weekends, he streams on whatnot as well. Um, I'm sure he'd be happy to come on and discuss how it's like doing face to face selling in the most expensive place in the country. Yeah, um, so yeah, he's he's a great guy, he's in yeah. our group chat as well. Um, yeah, I love Wally. Get 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 tagging these guys, all four of them. Uh, so just, just for you two, um, can you two shout out both your socials, however many you want? Sam, start us off. Uh, so Instagram is at Football Shirts One Hundred One. I think TikTok is the same, but I don't really use that now. Car boots have sort of died down a bit. Um, the car boot king. Oh god, I love, I love <laughs> it. 
Threads is also at Football Shirts 101. And Twitter had a weird character count. So it's FS101 underscore. Uh, that really stitched me up, that one. <laughs> Tom, that is your socials. Mine's a bit easier. It's just at Sir Creative Football. So Insta, Facebook, Threads, TikTok, Twitter. Stunning. So no, well, thanks again for having me on. And again, thank you to at Hit the Diag for making this all come alive. Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, see you soon. Take care. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. Yeah, see you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.